you ain't first, you're last. First, your last fantasy football podcast, a podcast dedicated to our If You're Not First, Your Last Fantasy Football League. League Commissioner Alan Byrne here alongside Burns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what's shaking? Not much, though, Alan. Uh, a good, uh, another good week of games. Uh, hope everybody is enjoying them. Uh, some, some tight ones and some very much not tight ones. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and some some really quality NFL games uh, on Sunday, particularly, uh, God, game after game. It was exciting. Came down to the wire in a couple of them. Um, even overtime in the late game. Cracking stuff. Yeah, yeah, some great games. Really um, a feast to be enjoyed, in particular on, on the red zone, you know, if that's your thing. Oh, absolutely. If it's not your thing, you suck ass. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah and uh yeah some good games in our own fantasy league this week uh you know some beat downs some some eke outs some uh some heartbreakers uh had it all yeah some people got spanked this week and others got very unlucky yeah yeah absolutely We'll get to all that. A lot to get to. Some news uh, around the NFL, first of all. Uh, more injury pileups uh, this week. Uh, more guys lost for the season. Some guys lost for a few weeks. What do you know? Yeah, the big one is OBJ. Um, towards ACL, out for the year. Um, it's, uh, might be a, potentially a good thing in Cleveland. Um, everyone told me Baker Mayfield was good. But he's been absolutely trashed since OBJ signed for them. So maybe it'll take a little pressure off him before he won't have to force the ball. Well, he certainly balled out as soon as OBJ left the field on Sunday. And, uh, you know, won it with a really cracking throw into the corner. It was a, a brilliant touchdown to win it. Pretty pretty seamless drive. That, that game-winning drive uh, was pretty seamless, to be fair to him. Uh, as you know, I'm not his biggest fan, but props where it's due. Also had a good game was Joe Burrow. Joey himself. Very good. Looked very impressive Ooh. the other day. Yeah, look, I think he's looked impressive all season. Uh, you know, he's uh, under a lot of pressure and basically been told to just sling it and sling it he is, you know. So uh, he's, he's flying it alongside uh, other rookie uh, Justin Herbert. Really uh, looking like the real deal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Burrow's definitely uh, been impressive. I do worry about him long term, just because the Bengals organization is a disaster. Like it's just a total train wreck there, and I don't know if he's gonna get the the help he would want. Like you talking about if what if Brady had went there? Would Brady have had his career? Do you know that kind of way? Because it's just a garbage yeah, organization. And it's the same kind of scenario with Trevor Lawrence going to New York, to, to the Jets. Another trash organization. Like, it could totally derail your career. Yeah, and I saw this week, uh, just on Trevor Lawrence quickly, 
if you go to uh, tankfortrevor.com, it brings you directly to the New York Jets website. <laughs> that's quality. That's, that's sheer so quality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but back to Burrow, I think they need to... Uh, I, I think they need to hold on to Zach Taylor, you know, the coach. I think he's he's going to be able to do something. They've been unlucky, I think, with certain games this year, and although the, re- the record doesn't reflect, uh, you know, how competitive they've been, I don't think, you know, and uh, I think if they hold on to him, they might be able to, to, to build, you know. Yeah, it's funny because, like, it, they the one win they have was when they actually leaned on Joe Mixon. Every yeah. other game, yeah. they've been, you know, asking Burrow to throw it 45, 50-odd times, and you're never going to win consistently in the NFL doing that. That's it. That's it. So OBJ is out. It looks like his replacement might be Richard Higgins, who was hot property on the waiver wire. Quinny winning out as five people look for him. Um, remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. So other injuries around the place, what they got? Uh, Chris Godwin has had he hurt his finger he had a boo-boo or something and another injury for him he had surgery on it pretty much instantly and they're not really sure a timeline as to when he could be back probably not too long a week or two yeah okay another person Uh, with a a finger injury is Gardner Minshew who has apparently felt discomfort in his finger for several weeks and after an x-ray showed he had a strained ligament and several fractures in his thumb. So. Yeah, that would be that would cause you some discomfort. Yes, that does sound uncomfortable. <laughs> Say the least. Alright, alright. Absolutely. Jeez. Okay. Well, there you have it. Uh, I think uh, Debo Samuel injured himself. He's out a couple of weeks. Uh... Not yeah, serious, Debo but, uh, and, and Jeff Wilson, both. And Jeff Wilson, yeah, looks like he's out a bit longer. Uh, but on the flip side of injuries, looking like guys like Michael Thomas, CMC, uh, Dallas Goddard, people like this are uh, are, Tevin, are, are Tevin looking Coleman. like they're coming back. Tevin yeah, Coleman, Tevin look Coleman like they're, well. they're they're looking like they're getting ready to come back into action. So we'll see how uh, how that pans out for them. Yeah, they're all starting to drip back into um, training, so maybe not. It might be all this week for all of them, but definitely for next week anyway. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, week seven is done, and we're over the halfway point of the fantasy regular season. Our game of the week saw a tightly fought scrap between the Cleveland Steamers and Shake and Bake. Shake and Bake got out of the blocks Thursday night with a big night for Carson Wentz. That was followed up on Sunday by bigger night for rookie Justin Herbert. Ridley and Swift added further power, but quiet games from Evans, Metcalf, and a swing and a miss tight end waiver pickup Fruxer. They left the door open for the Cleveland Steamers. The Steamers saw a new trade acquisition breeze. McLaurin and DJ Moore hit over the 20 point mark but equally quiet games from Chark and Henry particularly left him with a lot to do on Monday night but he had Montgomery, Woods, Graham and the Bears D all playing late in the Monday night game 
Cleveland Steamers needed a combined 47.27 points for the win. They got 47.9 and won a heartbreaker by just 0.64 points. As Shaken Bay came to terms with the loss, they reviewed their team to see recent breakout star Chase Claypool had registered a minus 0.2 points. His only catch Sunday registered minus 2 yards. Had this only catch gone for a positive of just 6.5 yards, Shake and Bake would take the win. But alas, Cleveland Steamers take their 5th W of the season. Cleveland Steamers 5-2, and two. Shake and Bake opposites 2-5. and five. Close one on. Very close. Uh, had no confidence whatsoever going into the Bears game. Um, thought it'd be quite defensive and low scoring and it was and I didn't have any confidence I'd get the win and I just managed to eke it out just barely so I was unlucky, unlucky in Keane's in Keen's ball more than me being lucky and him being unlucky rather than anything else really to be fair absolutely and he uh, you know we were uh, we were ribbing him for his uh, managerial mistakes last week he made a big decision this week left Jock Jacobs, Josh Jacobs on the bench started Devin Singletary although Singletary didn't do much he still did a little better than Josh Jacobs you know it was a tough decision to make I'm sure but turned out to be the right one yeah that was a big a big one and one that when the games had started on Sunday and I noticed I was like what the fuck did he do that for um, but he was right to be honest to be fair to him um, yeah. He was just unlucky and it just barely picked him at the post. Unlucky is right. I mean, Claypool gets one target when Deontay Johnson saw 15, Juju saw 14, Claypool saw one. You know, it just, just didn't go his way and unfortunately, heartbreak. Yeah, it's 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 funny because that's... um. Claypool has had a big dud there with Deontay Johnson back playing a full game. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting absolutely. to note potentially going forward. Indeed, indeed. Well, game two saw unnecessary roughness hand out their second blowout beatdown of the season. This time on the batshit draft merchants. In a game that was estimated to be the closest to call prior to the weekend's action, it was far from it as unnecessary roughness took them down early and hit the ground and pound late. Huge games from A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson and the newly acquired Russell Wilson helped him put him out of sight as Sunday night's late action came to a close. The response from batshit draft merchants saw only Jamal Williams and a foolish Todd Gurley hit the 20 point mark. Four players failed to hit 10 points while eight players on his bench hit double digits including Edmonds on 20 plus points. Washington football team's D just shy of 30. And Baker Mayfield, acquired from the unnecessary roughness in a pre-game trade with almost 31 points. <laughs> a two-game win streak sees unnecessary roughness in a positive spot at 4-3. and three. A three-game loss streak sees batshit draft merchants drop to 3-4. and four. What do you think? Yeah, uh, plethora of points uh, left on the bench here in this one. Um, 
But he's been... Green was let down by some key guys there. Like, you wouldn't ex- you wouldn't always expect Kansas City to score 43 points, but Mahomes still only comes out with 12 fantasy points. Yeah. But yeah. maybe it's time to start uh, keeping an eye on that weather because it was a blown a snowstorm up there and they did not pass the ball through it. No. No, uh, they, did weather. they did not. Weather might be important this week. Uh, Slayton also letting him down with Sterling Shepard being back, being a target hog for the Giants. Um, that's yeah. a, a big letdown. And Noah Fant just didn't didn't produce the goods. Uh, still looked a bit injured, was hobbling off half the time. Denver seemed to play six different tight ends the other day. They just, tight ends coming out of nowhere. And with Fent not fully yeah. fit, they're uh, uh, killing themselves. They sure are. They sure are. Uh, yeah, and three-game last streak, he's going to have to uh, put out the stops this week and uh, get back on track. Yeah, yeah. After a, a pretty hot start, he needs to um, he needs to refocus and uh, get it going again. Running game too close for the biggest blowout. Shy by just 0.02 points. Game 3 saw Sundays are for the Boyds hand out another beatdown to the hapless Galladays. As the week's highest scorer, Sundays are for the Boyds had Godwin, Watson, Boyd, Stafford and a monster 44.6 points from Devontae Adams combined to almost hit the same score as the hapless Galladays overall. Only Lindsay failed to hit double digits as they stormed to the highest weekly score of the season so far, north of 218 points. In response, the hapless Galladays had a huge game from TB12 and somehow had a 20-plus point performance from the Patriots' D despite them getting blown out by the 49ers. Despite only a reasonable four players not hitting double digits, McKinnon registered 0.1 point and Braid with a slightly better 1.8 points. In a year where nothing has gone right, the hapless Galladates find themselves 1-6, one loss away from guaranteed elimination from the playoffs. Sundays are for the Boyds, firmly in control of their own destiny, top of the table, 5-2. Owen. Yeah, uh, Ben really uh, flexed flexed this week, uh, flexed the strength of his roster, which, uh, if I recall correctly, we predicted as the best roster after the draft. I think he got the highest uh, rating. Um, it's it's just he just took over here. It's hard to overcome uh, a deficit when one player on your team, on the opposite team, is is scoring forty plus points. It, it like. Mm. That's it's hard to overcome, but like there's just consistent scoring across the board as well. Also, a big letdown here for Kieran was McKinnon. I mean, all of a sudden he's just not he's just fell out of favor altogether. Like he yeah, didn't get it. He uh, didn't... I, 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 I'm a Niners fan. I don't understand it. He was playing. He was playing well, uh, and then to see Jeff Wilson basically get ninety nine percent of the snaps had an absolute monster three touchdown game, and McKinnon. Got one touch or two touches. It's it's, uh, it's yeah, a bit strange. He didn't get. You know? a, I, he didn't get it. If I recall correctly, he didn't get a touch until after Wilson went off injured. Yeah, I think that could be the case. Yeah. 
could be the case. So, uh, strange, yeah. strange yeah. what's going on there. Or what's even think now, going into this weekend with him. Like, with Wilson now out, is it going to be McKeesty? McKeesty? Is that what his name is? The rookie McKeesty, guy? McKeesty, yeah. 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 Or is Coleman going to be back and will he be instantly put in for the snaps? Something happened back in the, in the dressing room there and we don't know about it. Yeah, something's something's alright, something not right. So uh, yeah, interesting, interesting. There you go. Alrighty, game four. So a highly competitive game between Daclus for the future and remember the tight ends. Daclus for the future had yet another big week from the Murray Hopkins combo, along with Cole Beasley and the Rams D claiming twenty plus point days out. Only Perryman and Humphreys failed to hit double digits as they put together an overall solid outing. In response, remember the tight ends had a couple of 30-plus point performances from Robinson and the Bills D, helped out by Bernard and Juju. But Davis, Tanyan and a pitiful 1.8 point performance from Sam Darnold meant the W they desperately sought was indeed the ghost that was predicted. Dakless for the future, riding high at a joint best 5-2. and two. Remember the tight ends. See their playoff push fading at a ghastly 2-5. and five. What do you think? Yeah, uh, again, the, the, Murray, the Murray Hopkins, as you mentioned, uh, carrying Dak to the future. Um, it's been a lethal combo. It's been a lethal stack all year. Double digits. Pretty much double digit targets guaranteed to Hopkins every week. Mm. Um, yeah. He's therefore feeding him and he's unmarkable. Like, I mean, he's he's literally. He's uncoverable. He is open. Yeah, he's. You could throw the ball anywhere in the vicinity and he's got to get a hand on it at the very least. Yeah. He's got the best hands in the business. That's for sure. And he knows it too. Um, Antonio Gibson. Finally, um, looks like he's taking over the the full backfield at um in Washington. I uh, yeah. didn't really get the passing work, but I think that's definitely gonna come in time, for sure. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. James Robinson continues to be uh, a huge surprise this year. Surprise package in the rookie. Relatively completely yeah. unknown, uh, in draft season and. He's now essentially ruling the roost. He's staying fit yeah, and well he's scoring he, well. He was, he was undrafted by the Jaguars, so you're not expecting um. You you weren't expecting him to uh, you know to barely make the roster. Not to talk of uh, blow out where he yeah. is. Yeah. You know? Just I suppose when they got rid of Fournette and then. Uh, some of their some of their running backs were hit with the COVID and not really recovering from it. Yeah, he's taking full, full uh, opportunity of his chance. Absolutely, absolutely. Alrighty, the final game of the week. So another good one between the Nina football team as they took on Easy Company 101. Rogers and Kamara did the early damage for the Nina football team, but the loss of OBJ for the season, signing off with a goose egg, hung things in the balance. Easy Company kept pace early with thanks to Hunt and a huge game from the Chiefs D. 
But things started to turn as we went late in Sunday night. Cam was buried along with the Pats at the hands of the 49ers. While in the wee hours, Tyler Lockett put up a season best score 53 points to put Nina football team almost out of reach. Needing a huge Monday night performance from Nick Foles and Alan Robinson, it was not where anyone wants to be. And to no one's surprise, they didn't come through for easy company. In the end, an easy victory for Nina football team as they get back to winning ways. Both teams ending week 7 on 4 and 3. Owen. Yeah, uh, Ian has certainly steadied the ship here this week. Um, I thought it was a bold strategy playing both Saints running backs. Um, but it ended up not costing him anything really. Um, Murray didn't do a whole pile but Ian is still able to pull off the win. Um, he needed it. As the big day out from Lockett, really, I mean, as I said earlier, it's hard to go up against someone who scores 40-plus points. It's even harder to go up against someone who scores 50-plus points. 53-point week from Lockett. I mean, that's it was crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. 20 yeah. targets. Oh, it was. That's, <laughs> I mean, some quarterbacks don't even throw the ball 20 times. Never mind targets, same fella. Yeah. And, yeah. and to consider DJ or DK Metcalf on the other side got very little, so nothing. Yeah, I think you know, it's one uh, one to two targets, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, but apparently yeah. he gassed himself out with that, uh, with that tremendous run back and tackle uh, after the interception. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's all anyone wants to talk about from that game, and it's probably the game of the week. I know, which is kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's okay. Like he's supposed to run back. Like it was a great play. Don't get me wrong. Um, but like yeah. we all knew he was fast, and he's supposed to try and not let him score. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Calm down well, a small bit and talk about how good the game was, please. That's it. That's it. But Alrighty, yeah. sleepers weekly awards. Give best manager to Quinny, even though he lost because he gets best manager as he had 97% of his person, perfect possible lineup in place. Had he 100%, he still would have lost. <laughs> Worst manager of the week was Michael Green and the batshit draft merchants. Only 62% of their perfect possible lineup. Had they 100%, they would have won. That's a Biggest lot of blow of the week bench. was a unless- yeah, unnecessary roughness over the batshit draft merchants. Narrowest victory, Cleveland Steamers over Shake and Bake. Highest score, Dak, or Sundays for the Boys. Lowest score, batshit draft merchants. Overachiever, Sundays are for the Boys. Below expectation, easy company 101. QB of the week was Justin Herbert. RB of the week, James Robinson. Wide receiver of the week, Tyler Lockett. Tight end of the week, Darren Water. Defense of the week. Kansas City Chiefs. Bench warmers were Joe Burrow, Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk, Gerald Everett, and a Washington football team defense. So we look ahead to week number eight. Unnecessary roughness of four and three, taking on Shake and Bake at two and five. Nina football team also in four and three, take on the Cleveland Steamers of five and two. The 5-2 Dakless in the future take on the 1-6 on 
Happy Golidays. The five and two table topping. Sundays are for the Boyds. Take on the four and three Easy Company 101 in what looks like a dead heat. And finally, a two and five. Remember the tight ends. Take on a three and four Batship Draft Merchants. So more good games on the slate. Yeah, for sure. Some people uh, fighting for their lives and some people trying to separate from the pack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is the case. As we look at the table, the top six teams are going to go into the championship playoffs uh, starting, week third, uh, starting week 14. And the bottom four clubs are going to play out for the toilet bowl starting week 14. Right now, as it looks like, Sundays are for the boys and darkness to the future would have buys if the season ended today. Cleveland Steamers, Easy Company, Unnecessary Roughness and Nina Football Team would play off in the championship. The Batchet Draft Merchants, Shake and Bake, Remember the Tight Ends and the Hapless Galladays would all be fighting to avoid the toilet bowl. So still yep. lots to play for. Yeah, uh, some of those teams towards the bottom needs need some help. They do. They need some wins quickly. Yeah, so it's, it's unlucky, like sheer unlucky this this week. Got got Kira or got Keen, and that essentially could be the difference in his season now. You know what I mean? He's yep. two and five could now be. instead of instead of three and four, and that's. That's a bigger hole, and do you know what I mean? It was just sheer unluckiness, really. Like to be fair. Yeah, yeah. But as we head to week eight, there are of course questions to be asked, questions to be answered. Is this the week that Shake and Bake start their annual streaking run of the table, or will unnecessary roughness? Put them in the toilet bowl race once and for all. Will Sundays are for the boys continue to rule the top spot? Or will Easy Company rely on their draggy QB room of Cam Newton and Nick Foles to guide them to the championship? Will the batshit draft merchants be able to snap out of their three-game losing slump? Or will remember the tight ends get a final hurrah from Mike Davis to pile on the pain? Will Cleveland Steamers be able to eke out another win that they're not scheduled to get? Or will Alvin Kamara double dip in the pain as he takes on the Bears? With a 75% chance of winning, will the hapless Galladays follow through and take their second W of the season? Or will Dakless for the future start recent QB pickup Ben DiNucci? And finally put the embarrassment on the hapless Galladays. All to be revealed as week eight unfolds. It's Ben DiNucci season. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Huh? And yes, I think Camara will double down on the pain on the Bears and the Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> <laughs> Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. I'm up against but yeah, it for look, sure. Lots to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, lots to look forward to. More big games. 
Uh, we're recording here Thursday evening. Tonight's game is Panthers Falcons. Make sure you got your guys ready to roll. And look forward to uh, more Red Zone Sunday. Unless, you know, you're a total loser. Anna. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week where we're going to uh, do another deep dive episode. We're going to look at uh, how the draft should have shaken out uh, had we known uh, what we knew through eight weeks. Yep. Yeah. Should be a should be a nice, interesting look back at all the mistakes that we made. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, guys. Enjoy the week's action, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>